0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Paul from Body Blitz out of Burnett Field, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
2: Welcome, guys. How are we doing? I'm excited yeah, to have
1: good.
2: you here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a cool opportunity for us to really chat about what you have going on within your fitness business. And that's what we're going to do. But before we dive into that, I would love to hear, you know, a really brief background of how it was that you got started in this industry.
2: Yeah. So, the industry I was always involved in sport. Uh, From a young age, I played football. I represented my country as a youth uh, footballer. Um, So yeah, I was always involved in sport. Later on in life, obviously, the the football side of things didn't quite work out. Um, So, you know, those things happened. It was a bit of a setback, but I always had the passion for for fitness and I always like to keep fit, you know, for the mental side of things. Back then, obviously, the mental side of things wasn't such a uh, highlighted thing, but obviously, going off things now, and understanding more about how fitness helps me. I thought I would bring this type of thing to the community of Burnham field, uh, and the surrounding areas of Burnham Fields. Um, you know, and when I set it up 12 years ago, it was from a football field uh, in a local park. You know, I started training with my sister and a couple of our friends You know, there was two, three clients per week coming in rain, wind, snow. You know, we tried to get it going, Um, you know, before it eventually started taking off. Um, We were the only boot camp in the area, so no one had ever heard of that. I think it was like an Australian thing, American-Australian thing, boot camp. Um, So everyone was sort of thinking it was going to be this military crawling across fields, which it was fun. It was fun. We did do stuff like that. It was fun, but you had to avoid, you know, dog mess and stuff. So it wasn't getting, you know, it was pretty. Um, it was getting to a point where we had to change what we did. Um, so then because the height of the business was getting so interested, we um we had to go inside and, and, and hire some local facilities, community centres, etc. Um, we went, you know, then we outgrew those quite fast. You know, with the number of people that were getting interested due to Facebook and in some media flat platforms. Uh, and then, to be honest, you know, business to me isn't really you know. There's a planning goes in, but you need a couple of lucky touches. So it just blew up. It blew up through people talking, through people. You know, I didn't really have to do a lot after that. Uh, what we were doing was really good. The results were fantastic. People were dropping great centimeters, and and you know, they were, they, they were just feeling so much better about themselves. You know, and more right. importantly, you know, it was it was a community thing. It was more of a socializing thing in the beginning for mothers who had kids, you know, newborns that could, um, could get an hour out, out of their day just to unwind, you know, socialise, have a laugh. You know, we always made it fun. It wasn't all about, you know, you know hard sweating and, and all that type of thing. We made it fun. We had, it, um, we had a great community of people. You know, we had Christmas parties, etc. We just built up this great community spirit in the business of Body Blitz that it, it just outgrew every area that I was in and I had to locate myself to a fixed facility. You know, um, and then that's when Body Rich Gym, Body Rich Fitness, actually, you know, evolved, and that's where we are today. You know.
1: Okay, I love it. So really, this started out as something that you were doing with your sister. Something that obviously means a lot to you. Yeah. Um, you guys started out as a boot camp. I personally love boot camps. I love the group atmosphere. Somebody showing me what to do. It's it's good. Um, but you saw that you know the industry and the the world around you is evolving. So you wanted to be able to offer more and so that's kind of how you fell into body blitz and you guys have um, a facility now give us your elevator of the facility as it stands now like I want to hear your elevator pitch what who you are what services you provide so that we fully understand the model as it stands
2: today yeah. So Body Mets Fitness is a community gym. You know, we are a big facility, but we're not commercial. It's a family run gym. I mean, I run the gym myself. I've had no funding, no help. Everything I've made, I've invested back into the business. Um, I did lose another gym in the lockdown, but we can go into that detail a little bit further. Um, so this facility now, again, is community based. It's, it's built for all abilities. There's not You know, there's not a certain criteria you need. I've never wanted that. Um, We broke the gym down into eight different rooms so you weren't overlooked. I realised through training gyms myself, I always realised these big open commercial gyms, um, no offence to the American gyms because I know they are massively open and, you know, those type of things. But when you're doing your own workout, you know, not at not like a cross grid cell because that's really atmospheric. It's very lively. The energy's there. It's not that sort of That that's great. It's, it's when you're left to your own devices in a gym, you know, and you've got to put your headphones on and you're looking around and you're very unconfident anyway, hence the reason you're joining yeah. a facility, a gym, you know. And I, and I used to watch that happen and I used to hate people feeling like they'd had no way to turn for like sort of help so they would come and they would go and then they would never get back on board so they would never they always thought fitness wasn't for them because of their bad experiences they had in other gyms so to to, to eventually get them along to my gym to make them realise this that you know everyone would speak you know you can speak to a male if you're a female and if you're a female you, you know if you can speak to a male etc and, and you, it was absolutely fine you know everyone would help each other everyone would spot each other you know in sets and um, it was just so when I watched it happen over time of course it was just nice to see that people were coming along and they were realizing that you know they didn't have to be on their own by themselves you know so I would always make my staff walk around, you know, for anyone that would join recently or back then, even recently, um, I would always say, look, make sure that you approach them, but obviously in a comfortable manner to say, look, if you need any help, come and find us. We're happy to help. We really want to help you. Don't think that you're giving us extra work that we don't need. We do want to help, you know? So my staff are really well trained in the fact that, look, the way you approach them, don't make them feel... Like they don't know what they're doing in case that makes them feel a little bit like, you know, um, but then approach them in the fact that you're there to help you are qualified at what you do and any help that's needed, just pop along. We're happy to help, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. So in this facility, people can come in, they can do their own thing if they want. You also have group training. Um, yep. do you guys offer personal training as well?
2: Yes, we do. We've got, uh, <laughs> about, 10, we've got about 10 personal trainers. Yeah. Um, you know, and all on just dis- different sort of s- subjects of training. So, you know, we've got a boxing coach, Wayne Pickham. He's a great coach. Uh, he's got his own, he's now got his own facility with loads of bags, like, you know, like loads of home bags. So he's got like a matted floor for all the clients to go in. Um, all like sort of like fighting training. And then we have specialists in, you know, like bikini girls who do like, you know, the bikini competitions, the, the bodybuilding competitions. And okay. um, we have fitness guys. We have, a, we have a really good runner on board, Lewis. Little, who's um, I believe he's top like 20 in Britain, uh, like long distance running for okay, speed. Cool. Um, so, you know, it's great.
1: Yeah, so you have you know tr- a bunch of trainers who are specialized in different areas, and that's awesome yeah. because that really opens up you know the mar- like the market is wide open for you. You guys yes. can serve anybody no matter what their goal is, um, and that's nice. And I love in this model, I personally love that you include personal training because there's two reasons personal training is good for our clients because we're able to give them a more direct approach to help them reach their goals. And usually if somebody's joining a gym, it's because they want to see a result. So um, it's good for our clients. And then the second reason, it's good for our business. We're going to bring in more revenue from PT, or at least we should be, than normal membership. So for you guys, what percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from the personal training side of things?
2: Right. So the way we do it in in, in, um, the Northeast of England, a lot of gyms do this. Because I can't guarantee that I can get, let's say, one of my personal trainers, Jack, I can't guarantee him clients because the, the clients might not want to train with Jack. You know, I can't force clients to train with certain trainers. Um, and certain people want to train with a trainer of their choice. So they'll automatically message the person that they want to train them. So Ooh. here at Body Blitz, we just put everyone's self-employed and they pay a rental income to the gym per week and they get a train as many clients as they want in that week. So it's better for those because they can then drum up their own business. And then I haven't got to stress about getting them clients if people don't want to sort of train with them. So it's, it works better on both sides.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that it's good for the trainers because you know, they just have to pay you the rent and then that's all yeah. they have to worry about. But I also think that in a way by us not being super involved, we're kind of doing them a disservice because it is helpful when we are helping feed them leads. And I do think for the business, like you could have a trainer that has 40 clients and they're only paying you a small rental every week or every month. And so it kind of caps off the potential that you the business owner could be making and being able to put back into the business, right? Um, do you think that there is a better way that you could be doing the the, the training and how you kind of work that with the uh, self-employees?
2: Um, not really, because like I said, the, the, what it does is it gives them, in, in business, you'll always find in the beginning, so sorry, in the beginning, I used to employ PTs. So the boat, when you employ someone, They're there for the hours that they're there, they expect to be paid for when they're there, but it doesn't give them enough drive inside, enough hunger to make more than that. So they're just there to turn up to do what they need to do and then they go, which is fine, if you're both on the same page. Whereas I found that if they were self-employed using their own business name, so let's say for instance, Jack, who I mentioned before, Jack's business name is Hijack Fitness. If Jack decides to have three weeks off work through whatever reason, my reputation isn't being damaged by his abundance, you know, to his clients or whatever. Like it doesn't really affect me because his business name is behind his reasoning for not being at work or whatever. If he decides to just upflit and move to London, then that isn't bad publicity for my business to say that someone from Body Blitz took someone's money and then left. So it takes away a lot of um it takes away a lot of stress for me having so many you know members to work with. Um, and it's it, it just for me it's it just a lot stress-free relationship to have with people that work here and then they're responsible for their own income so it works better for me up in north in north of england
1: yeah yeah okay understandable um, so let's dive in here to the actual membership side of things. How many members, how many paying members do you guys have at the facility now?
2: We always run around 250 to 300 members. It normally ravages around there. We've had a quiet summer due to weather. We've had great weather in the UK. Um, you know, summer holidays are always a struggle for gyms because the kids are always, it's, you know, the kids are out and about. And obviously we are a no contract gym. So I don't get paid from clients that don't turn up at my gym which, you know, it isn't ideal, but again, thinking about my clients, it gives them the freedom if they do decide to go on holiday for a month or the 6 weeks holidays come around, they're not wasting money on that, you know, which it's probably looking after them more than looking after myself. Again, it's not ideal, but it is what we do here.
1: Yeah, do you mind if I give my two cents there?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so when we are not you know, when, when we don't have contracts, we're kind of doing our clients a disservice if we allow them to just cancel their membership whenever they want, because for most of our clients, like I would say like 80% of people in the world struggle with motivation when it comes to health and fitness, not everybody is like you and I, and it's like rushing to go to the gym in the morning. And so if we don't give, if we give them the option, Hey, just cancel whatever you want. We're doing them a disservice because it's easy for them to cancel. Um, yes. And I think that you don't have to offer a contract, but you could, do you guys rope them into monthly billing or do they yes. just pay like when they're coming in? Yeah,
2: yeah. so that we, we do a pro rata membership. So we always get paid on the first of the month, right? So- okay. uh, they turn up, they pay the monthly fee, and then they know on the first of next month they're due again. So if we get to the middle of the month, we just, we, we half the membership, they pay half, which is, you know, we yeah. only charge, we only charge £35 for a membership at my gym, which is not a lot of, it's not a big payment, but we had a lot of big gyms move around us, like IA, you know, um, exercise for less. We had um, yes. True Gym, we had, we had these big gym chains, you know, gym 24 seven, all these gyms turned up and they charge £15 a month. Which, yeah. you know, for me, it shouldn't have been a business move that they were ever allowed to do because it just absolutely cripples people. Um, and to me, again, I don't know how you can possibly make money charging clients 15 pound a month unless you had 20,000 people turn up, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 I know, for sure. Um, I mean, as long as you're doing the monthly billing and yeah. it's not, I mean, that makes it, a, like, they have to at least have a conversation with you to cancel. Um, yeah. and, and then we can try to, like, convince them to say if it's, like, something yeah. silly. Um, so that's good. Um, so two hundred fifty to three hundred clients, and your facility is like about ten thousand square feet. Is that yeah, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so is that a comfortable spot for you, or are you guys looking to continuously grow and and welcome more members in the facility?
2: No, no, I'm not looking to grow. Like I said, I um I have another gym, I have another gym and um, franchised okay. in, in in about four miles away from this gym, and again, it's when it's I don't know whether it's this current state that we're in as a as a as a population of the world but people just don't sort of want to work anymore you know um so me managing me having that gym managed by a manager I had endless phone calls weekly with problems with you know difficulties with just things that were easy to sort as a manager mm-hmm. should and in the end, Brooke, like I said, in um, the lockdown was a bit of a, a crusher, you know, because yeah. obviously we've got, we got a little bit of help, but you know, you know as well as I know your facility. I don't know how it worked in, in the US, but we we were all banded to the same, um, we were all banded to the same help in terms of money. So we had we had an accountant's office that might be like three meters by two meters wide, right? He would be entitled to the same as me, who's got a 10,000-square-foot unit and costs. So, yeah. uh, you know, we were just banned to them sort of, you know, help, which it just wasn't for us, it wasn't enough, you know. So then the pressure of that just, for my own stresses and stuff, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it anymore. And I just said, look, it, it would be much better for me to get out now, you know, while I'm, you know, it was no good for me, for my motivation at this current gym I'm in. I was using the energy somewhere else, you know. So, so now, Brooke, to be honest, you know, now I am um, – I'm not looking to expand as a gym. I've got, I've just opened another business, a bistro, a restaurant, which is totally different to this, you know, but I love food as a trainer. I love food, nice foods, and I like obviously clean foods, but we do both of that. Um, it's literally 20 seconds away from this, my gym now. It's unbelievable, and it's been great the first week, you know, and it's given us that hunger again in business to, to really excel again, you know, um, as you know yourself. Uh, To to really do better in different departments of business, because I'm not just based to be, uh, you know, the gym owner. I want to be, you know, out there doing other things as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, to be able to focus on more than just the gym. Um, But it sounds like, you know, you still want the gym to thrive, but you just want to be able to spend, you know, um, more time doing other ventures of business as well. Um, so within the facility itself, you know, what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process in terms of like, how are you finding new clients?
2: We, 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 we use, um, it'll be the same as us as well, but we, we have a massive media following. Um, we do, you know, a lot of, on, we do a lot of the media side. Uh, we used to do, you know, the leaflet through door thing. It was very taxing for the yeah. feedback you got from a leaflet through your door, you know, like a takeaway menu through your door. Um, unless you open that that takeaway menu on a Sunday night when you're ready for a cheat, you're not really interested, you know, you chuck it in the bin. So yeah. it didn't work out from the leaflet. The leaflet side wasn't really a thing. Um, so, you know, now we literally rely on the power of social media, which is, it's not it's not ideal again, but it is the way that things have gone in in the world now, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's good that you're on social media. The number one way for businesses in this industry today to grow their business is through social media. It's just a matter of how you do that, right? So on on social media, are you guys just posting organically and like reaching your clients? Are you guys or are you guys running like paid advertisements on Facebook or Instagram?
2: You know, that's where that's where um, that's where I'm very weak as a business. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I've tried sponsored ads, I've tried boosting posts. Um, I did have a have a few conversations with some media experts. Um, and you know, I looked at the cost of what it was gonna be going off the forecast they would receive me, which you know yourself, it's like someone saying, Listen, I can make you double your money per month if you pay me no. this. And it was like it's a bit it's a bit overwhelming to hear that because you think, hang on you're going to double me income of people where me, me maybe has been a bit, a little bit proud. I would be like, look, I know my area. You're from Wales. Like you're, you're 300 miles away. I'm from this area. I know the clients in this area, you know? And I just thought, you know, is it a cost that um, I don't really need? So I tried it for a few weeks. I got more engagement on posts, but again, it wasn't bringing us any more money in the bank. So I'm like, look, it's a cost that I don't need, you know? So yeah. maybe I'm missing something or maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm not, you know, doing yeah. something. that wouldn't
1: Yeah. So ideally, right. If we're running these paid ads, we should be getting a three to one, one, three, two, one return on that investment. Otherwise it's not worth it. And I think yeah. that you would agree there too, but it sounds like yeah. you've had that conversation with somebody where it's like the the value just like wasn't there like for you you'd be spending more money than you're making but ideally we get these ads running and i'll tell you i'm not an expert in social media marketing either i'm a gym expert i can run this business really well but when it comes to the advertising side yeah hands off for me Um, um but i do understand the benefit there and that has been how i grew my business. But yeah. it, was, it took it took me a while and a lot of burnt bridges to yes. figure that out. Yes. Um, if you were able to figure that out, get ads running, get a steady flow of new members coming into the gym. How would that th- How would that change things at Body Blitz?
2: It would, but the thing is, you know, it's like as business owners like us. Yeah. If someone said, "Right, I'm going to double your membership intake," right. And that sounds great initially, but you've got to think, so so my maintenance, the maintenance on my my bills in terms of machines and, and carpets, like you know yourself, floors, dumbbells, barbells, plates. I mean, they make them a lot better now, but things break. Okay, <laughs> things break quite often in gyms. I mean, I had one of my stair masters went off today. It's looking like it's going to be like a 300 clip bill just to get it back and running, you know? 300, 300, 300 pounds. Okay, is however many memberships a month that I just that just gets blew out the window this month, you know? Uh, I had a had a treadmill deck on a Life Fitness ninety five T treadmill deck uh, snapping half. It happens. That was like three hundred quid plus the belt, you know. So like you know, before you know it, if I doubled my membership intake, and this is where a lot of other gym owners, this is a little bit of advice to be fair. A lot of other gym owners, you know, yeah, it's great to have a massive amount of members and have the money coming in. But you have to be aware, you're gonna put 25% of that extra money away again for renewing your reception carpets, for potential breaks on machines, extra mileage on your treadmills, your bikes. There's a lot more maintenance is involved, like you know yourself in the business you've got. Things get hammered. People sometimes don't know how to use things correctly. And you can't be always watching, you know, you can't always watch what they're doing. So if they drop a barbell from up, up, up a height, you know, that isn't meant to be dropped from up a height, the chances are it's gonna break. That's gonna cost you 300 quid, you know, through an error of theirs. And it's just like, that's another thing with bringing a lot of people about more members to your gym is foot floor is more wear and tear on your equipment, your gym. So I'm pretty happy, but with my memberships now and the money that I make, it gives me a nice life for me, my family, my kids. And I'm happy at that level, you know, and it sounds crazy, but I, I don't tend to chase money anymore because it doesn't really, money doesn't make you happy. It's, it's, it's more than, you know, it takes me the enjoyment of the business when you chase that, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with you. I think, you know, there's kind of two different types of gym owners. There's somebody that is in it for the money. and then the second person is in the business because they want to help people they want to change lives and from your history the fact that this all started with you and your sister I think that that's what type of gym owner that you are you want to help people so my question to you is like why are you limiting like limiting the amount of people that you want to help
2: Because it's not so much limiting the people I want to help; it's my current members now. Like, just say for instance, you know, I've had this—I have had this in the past when the gym has that mad rush. You know, like if if twenty extra people turn up to a class, or I don't know, say like thirty people just train on Wednesday night. Thirty extra people that are normally in that aren't normally in turn up one night. You get that? Your gym ends up looking like it's absolutely crazy busy. And you know, when I stand back and look, I walk through you know, and I check around, make sure everyone's, you know, happy and stuff. And I look and I think people aren't enjoying this training session here because they're waiting for things. It's congested. It's tight. People are probably training other muscle groups and going back to the commercial gym side of things, Brooke, right? You go into a gym, a pure gym or whatever, right? You go in there at 5. p.m. And it might be the same in the U S you turn up to one of those gyms at 5. p.m. And try and do what you want to do in your plan, your, your current, you know, program that you've got designed for you. You can't get on the machines. You end up training legs instead of back. And then you're doing chest instead of arms because you just got to jump on what you can because it's too congested down to this you know, cheap fees. You get thousands of people joined. And it kills right. the vibe. You, you know, it's a wasted payment. And there's so many people that I speak to loads of people in the area. And I believe the rate, we, our local council gym, right? They had 4,000 members live, right? 4,000 members live on their on their system. They only had nine hundred members actively live using the gym and checking in with their gym cards, so they were working on crazy amounts of money, which is great, you know, from the business side of things. Right. But you know, you see, you congesting a facility that isn't capable of taking that capacity of people in that space, you know, like it, like you know, go back to your business. If you can comfortably fit fifty people in your big CrossFit gym, and seventy people turn up. Those 50 that are there aren't going to be too happy because they're going to be like wedge, you know? They're going to have to probably not do certain things that they would normally do because they haven't got the equipment or the space is going to be tight where they feel a little bit uncomfortable that they're going to hit someone with the ballistic exercise that they might be performing, you know? So I prefer to keep it controlled and and, and just nice. And money-wise, like I said, I've done well with business and to me now it's more about enjoying people enjoy training than it is enjoying the money side of things coming in, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. okay understandable understandable last question that i have for you here before we hop off air is gonna be you know if you could have a magic wand all your dreams all your goals for your business came true you didn't have to lift a finger what would that picture look like for you
2: i would move to florida where you are and i would live (laughs) right on a lake or a beach and (laughs) that's what i would do no i would like to stay in fitness but As you know, um, I'm 35 years old now. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like over the hill, but uh, I'm like, I I don't feel like I would ever be out of this industry, but there's more the world offers than just being stuck somewhere, you know, um, indefinitely. Yeah.
1: I mean, the business, you can get the business, both of them, the bistro and the gym to a point where you don't have to be there, you know, as often um it's just a matter of getting systems and stuff in place so that you can do that but um i mean i hope you can at least travel to florida and spend some time over I here
2: do, i've never been to america i've been everywhere in the world apart from america <laughs>
1: yeah you have to come um, yeah. what is the the instagram or the facebook page for body blitz where our listeners go to find out more about what you guys have to offer
2: yeah, the Body Blitz link is, it's Body Blitz Gym on the on the actual link. Um, you know, the, the, the logo will be up there. So as you can see, it'll, be, it'll look like this. Okay. <laughs> so if you if you do want to check it out, pop over and check it out. Um, you know, you will see loads of content on there. I do try and offer, you know, videos and content on certain tips and stuff. Um, you know, I have done quite well in uh, bodybuilding, getting in shape myself. So there's a lot of stuff of knowledge I've gained from really big professional sort of outfits that I've learned you know, education, et cetera. So I've got a lot to offer in terms of educating other people in the fitness industry without being sort of like, you know, full on, you know, about the, you know, your 100% or nothing thing isn't my, isn't my sort of uh, niche because, you know, you're going to have a life, things happen, you know, so it's all balance. And it's about enjoying training. And some days you might not train. Some days you might need a burger, but you know what it is. It's fine. You get back the next day and it's a fresh new day and you go again. So that's what yep. the page sort of offers.
1: Awesome. Definitely excited to check it out. And I want to thank you, Paul, for being here today, for sharing your insight on the industry. Um, Listeners, we thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
3: What's up, Jim Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. My name is Brie. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Chad from Gulf Gate Boxing in Sarasota, Florida. What's up, Chad? How are you today?
4: Good. I'm very good. Thanks for asking.
3: Good, good. Glad to have you here. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. All right. So let's get right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the backstory there?
4: Uh I, I, moved, I moved to Chicago and uh, my sister was training. Uh, we were, her and I were always gym people and um, in, in and out the gym all the time. I come from a big family of eight. Um, and she was training some people and I went with her one day and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, man. I, w- I wouldn't mind doing that. So she let me have one of her clients and I trained one of her clients and her client liked me you know, and asked if she could train with me again. And then um, I just started going from there and I got into you know, boxing on the side and then uh, started teaching people how to box from me learning, well, learning my skills and I was teaching them the skills I was learning and that's how we got into doing that.
3: There you go. All right. So kind of started organically for you. Yes,
4: yeah, so I wasn't planning on opening up a gym. but just happened to be that way and I was going in-home personal training at first mm-hmm. and I got so many clients at the time, I just couldn't go to everybody's house. I got too busy and I just opened up my gym and let everybody come to my, come to my classes and start going from there.
3: Perfect. That's awesome. All right. So now, what does your business model look like today? Are you only one on one sessions? Do you offer semi private group yeah. sessions? How does that all work?
4: Yeah, I, I do all that, which you asked there. I, I do classes. Uh, I do private training. Uh, people can come in the gym and hit their bags, and do their own thing on time on, on that too, as well. So all three things.
3: Okay. All right. And how many clients or members are you currently serving?
4: I would say about 60 clients.
3: Okay. And how do you structure memberships? Are they paying for packages? How do they pay you for the services that you're providing? Are they on monthly memberships? How does that work? Yes,
4: I I, uh, did, I do monthly memberships now. Uh, when mm-hmm. I used to be, I had my gym in Chicago before, and I didn't do it that way. I just did every time they came in, they paid a fee. But uh, when I moved up here, I just did a monthly, monthly, every month they get billed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's much easier that way. Right.
4: Yeah, for sure. It is. I like it. Yes. Yes, it is. And then when you yeah. have like, it's really good because I didn't even know which will I talk about that, you know, when the pandemic hit and all that kind of stuff too, I sort of kept um, some money flowing in. Uh, so I wasn't really upside down too much. So it was nice. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, much easier when it's coming in on a reoccurring basis and, makes it a lot easier to track and plan. Uh, and it's a lot less work, you know, not having to worry about kind of chasing people down to (laughs) get their monthly dues. So that's always good. Um, now, as far as marketing goes, advertising, getting the word out there about what it is that you do, what is your approach there? What does that look like for you?
4: You know, I'm I'm a big social media person. So a lot, a lot of stuff just comes from Instagram. I get a lot of people just through there. Um, uh and just marketing myself as far as my around my area that i live in sarasota and stuff uh just from people seeing me outside working me outside training i'm sort of a hard guy to miss you know I have a lot of tattoos have a nice i'd say muscular build so people notice what i what i do they always say i'm a fighter they i just look like that so i sort of just have my own billboard there for myself and it seems to work out good everybody knows what i do so right. it's just keep selling myself you know to sell myself to everybody
3: hmm yeah, it's uh, definitely helpful when you're, like, a walking billboard, you know? For sure. <laughs> That's, for sure. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't,
4: I didn't mean it that way. It just happened to be that way, man. I just started yeah. Just, you know, when people see me, they're like, you're either a fighter or a trainer. They, they, It's one or the other. They usually figure it out.
3: Right. Absolutely. Now, as far as having a a system in place to generate business, to generate leads for the gym, do you have anything... Consistent and reliable in place. Aside from, you know, referrals, word of mouth, those are great, but it's typically they're kind of all over the place.
0: I would
4: say just basically no. I just really do a lot of mouth, you know, people talking about me, um, and just the social media has been played. That's just really what keeps selling me, man. And I, and I'm good at what I do, and I just, I'm just always there. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm never late or not there, or not. No show, all that kind of stuff. So I'm very mm-hmm. reliable and I make sure if I have a person that I treat them with respect like they do me and then give them the red carpet treatment so they, they stay with me and, and they know that they're in good hands and I don't lose them.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That'd absolutely. And uh, how many new members on a monthly basis are signing up for a membership?
4: <laughs> yeah, that, that all depends. You know, around here, we do a lot of stuff like, you know, we have, so just like every, place you know there's sometimes they're busier than others and sometimes they're a little bit slower off season on season whatever word you want to use you know or some people just come in for a little bit and then leave six months in and out that kind of stuff so I, I just stay I just stay on top of them you know what I mean and, and just keep working with them to, to have them stay here you know the best I can new people you know now is a different world you know some of the kids that come in now they really don't want to work eh, hard and they don't want to push themselves like we did back in the day when i was around um so it's a little bit more uh i want to use the word a little bit softer a little bit and you sort of have to change that way a little bit i, mean, I don't like to um, i'm very hardcore and want to you know do 50 this and 100 this and 75 that and that kind of stuff i a very high repetition kind of person but some of these people just don't want to put that kind of effort into play and they don't understand that it takes that kind of effort to actually change your body and change yourself it's not easy Mm -hmm. So with me helping them see that I can change their softness and make them mentally strong so they can see what they need to do to get where they need to be.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that translates into other aspects of your life as well. You know, those are things that can be applied in many different areas, you know, not just within the fitness space, but it's typically a really good foundation because as you start to, push through those things that make you really uncomfortable and then that change your body. You know, there's a lot of confidence that comes from that just showing yourself what you're actually capable of.
4: Yes. Yes. And then I would all add to that, you know, like I said, cause you know, I have a boxing gym there. So, and it's not just strictly boxing, but most of it is, you know, and I use that concept. And so some of the kids, you know, everybody wants to learn how to box pretty much, you know, and the kids all like it, you know, all oh, box, you know, and they, and they see it, they, you know, they, they want to do it, but they just don't realize, like I said, the actual hard part is actually, you know, maybe getting hit, they getting punched, you know, and they don't want to go down that route. I mean, it's like, well, you don't know how to, you can't learn how to box if you don't want to get punched in the face. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, you can, you can box and hit the bags, which I do do that, but then there's some people that want to learn how to box and if you learn how to box. You have to actually learn how to box actually doing. It's like playing football, not getting tackled. You know, that's how right. I say So like you got to play the game, you know I mean?
3: Right. So a yeah. lot of
4: times, like I said, they're soft and they don't want to play the game.
3: Right. Yeah. And when we talk about martial arts, it's like a lot of the time you have to have almost like two sides to the business, right? The side of the business where the people that don't want to get hit can come in and just hit the bag, you know, and get their fitness side of things in, and then the other side of the business where people are a little bit more hardcore and really want the the boxing experience, you know. Um, and the thing about that is the nice thing about that is that the people that don't want to get hit in the face typically provide a good solid foundation for the business and then allow you to have the ability to keep the doors open, keep a good amount of revenue, and then also serve the people that do want a little bit more of a hardcore experience.
4: No, very true, very true. Yeah. And, and that and I've noticed a lot of times because I've asked people a lot of questions know how to hear about me you know there's other gyms in the area to do what i do so to speak you know and a lot of input that i get from them is that uh you know if you don't want to be the hardcore boxer guy they don't want anything to do with you you know I me mean? and I, and i'm not that way I, I i will do both sides of the story because i know the other side of the story pays the bills just as well as the other side of the story and really a lot of the other side of the story meaning people that really don't want to be hardcore there's actually more than people in there is actually the other the other way so if you want a more basic gear on that way that side you're not going to make the money that you need to make to to to, to do what you want to do so really right, it's a right. lot more of the other side you know
3: exactly and that's something that people typically figure out a little bit further down the road right it's like you want to Correct. open a gym and you want to do what you want to do right but a right. lot of the time that doesn't apply to the masses you know um so getting a a situation in place where you've got more of a general fitness side of things to flow everything and then you can also offer the things that you want to offer on top of that but i mean just general fitness side of things boxing is 100 percent one of the best workouts that you can do you know even if you're just looking to get in shape you know Mm -hmm. the the results that you can get from it as far as um you know, weight loss and toning up and endurance and cardio and there's just so many great things involved when you know you get into boxing for for yes. your workout even if it is general fitness so yes. it definitely works both ways for sure
4: for sure and it's so nice to see the people like I said the biggest thing I really work on is the mindset and just seeing the people mostly just you know I have a lot of women that take my classes as well there's a lot of women that there's more women than there is men, actually. Um, And, you know, it's nice to see that learn some skills and be confident in themselves and sometimes they just you know wear something that they normally wouldn't wear they, right. they get more confident in themselves you know it's nice to see the changes in Isn't their normal appearance their normal way how they carry themselves they're not putting their head down looking down or looking up you know they're positive people and they're looking that way now you know before they were a little bit on the visual side looking down not confident themselves and it helps them out in their jobs and in their relationships and everything in life so it's nice to help people that's all the only reason why I'm here. it's just it's just to help the people you know um get to be a little better with themselves you know I mean, just get uh a little bit more confident and stuff so that that always tears me up a little bit sorry about that but that's you know okay. it's just really really helping the people out that that's the big change right there no.
3: right absolutely i mean yeah it can completely change somebody's life you know it's like i used to have a kickboxing facility so along the same lines um more so geared toward general population. You know, I had mostly women and the experiences that people would have in the facility, you know, is there's nothing better than that. You know, there's nothing better than somebody coming to you and crying because they've gotten to a place that they never thought they would get to. You know, they've lost 40 pounds. They feel better than ever. They can do things now that they were never able to do before. You know, it's completely changed their confidence level, their relationships, their work life. You know, it translates into every other aspect of your life. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And that's what's so rewarding about this industry overall is, you know, you have the ability to really affect somebody's life on such a positive level. You know, there's nothing like it. So sure. I agree. I That's completely understand that. Um now as far as other services within the gym, any other levels of service that you provide, um as far as nutrition, sure. accountability, supplementation, retail, anything of that nature?
4: Yeah, we do we do some nutritional stuff. Uh work with isogenics a little. Bit. Um mm-hmm. they come in and uh well I have someone that works me with that, helps them with that. Uh some food plans, you know, get really mostly people just, you know, really about people just just eating too much. You know, they just eat way too much and what they they don't really understand the calories burning and the calories taken in. You know, I mean they just don't really Mm -hmm. understand how much calories they're that they're eating and they don't need to finish the plate just because someone gave you a plate of food at the restaurant doesn't mean you need to finish that. You know I mean, just sometimes it's, it's way too much food or if you're not moving that way, you didn't burn that many calories. So it's really just understanding the calorie intake and calorie outtake as far as that's concerned. Right. Um, and then just, I help everybody with anything they need, you know, if they just want to work on their arms or their legs or, you know, or more specific body type and plus loose weight and do whatever. It's always something, it's usually not just one thing, you know, I, I tailor my workouts to help them achieve whatever goal or goals that that is, and i make sure that we do do that because I'll take pictures of the people before and after and during 90 days and whatever, I'll make them accountable for it. And I'll tell them, I'm gonna put my arm around you Talk to you. In the, in the, this, these people, we're helping other people out as we do this. So you need to be on track with me because I'm not putting my arm around you and telling you, you know, we're doing this, and doing that. We're not doing it I mean because I'm not like that. If we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Not go somewhere else and bother someone else because I don't got time to play no games like that. I don't want to do it. I mean, right. So mm-hmm. and and they just need someone there that a friend, I guess. But you have to understand too. Like a lot of times I see that with people in relationships uh, not relationships but in in, in training. You know, I'm really not here to be your friend. I mean, mean, I'm a friend, but I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to talk about my grocery list or my girlfriend or this or that. I'm not here for that shit. I'm here to push you and to get you better at what you're trying to do. I'm not here for anything else. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, I'll talk about a couple of things here and there, but for the most part, we're working. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the trainers just get off track of there. They're trying to become a friend. And they're getting paid to be a friend. And I'm not that guy. And right. I wish a lot of trainers did not do that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always something that I talk about. You know, there's a fine line there. And, you know, you can be friendly with people and show them that you care. But at the end of the day, you're not there to make friends, you know. And especially when we talk about the business side of things, you know, when you start to cross that line, it's like people expect things from you like discounts and special treatment and you know whatever whatever it might be and a lot of times that doesn't end well
4: so I
3: always say you know be very careful about that line and and not crossing that line you know everybody you got to keep that that same level with everybody in the facility and make sure that that line doesn't get crossed because it can put you in a bad spot you know if things go bad so
4: no no, for sure I think I think a lot of it's funny you say it but you're so true with what you say there a lot of times with me because you know I I really don't get a lot of that stuff because they they're a little bit more scared or timid of me and stuff so (laughs) they don't really try to like push and say stuff like that to me you know what I mean so it's pretty nice I get like no I'm you know what you see is what you get like I'm so you know I'm more like if you see me I'm like a hardcore maybe tough dude, da, 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 and all this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? But then when they deep down know who I am, what kind of person I am, you know, I'm just a good softy at heart, you know what I mean? And I, and I really want the best for anybody. So it's it, it, they don't really – I don't get that many games played with me, so to speak, and I try right. to keep it that way. You know, it's nice, yeah. Some people do, though, but I hear what you're saying.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have to set your expectations from the start, especially if you, you don't come across that way uh, at it's the start. It's called soft You know, right? yeah. Right. Yeah, so definitely you almost
4: almost have to play a little bit hardcore, so to speak. I mean, I don't, I mean, it, my demeanor and what just works well for me. I mean, like I said, I didn't plan looking this way or acting this way. It's just, it's just who I am, man. Mm -hmm. It's just who I am. And it just works well for me because it works in every way that I do. I mean, I I actually was just talking to my girlfriend the other day about, you know, because I was taking how I train people, so to speak. um, And, I was ruining our relationship a little bit because I was being, I guess you could use the word aggressive or, or, or um, controlling, whatever you want to use. You know what I mean? It, it, cause I like that at work and I wasn't, I didn't know I wasn't separating myself from business to my personal life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just more taking my business cause I think a lot about my business, work on my business a lot. It was my whole time structure. You know what I mean? And I really didn't realize some harm that I was doing with her by not, you know, by being that way, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. there's a time to be that way, and there's a time not to be that way. And I was I'm just finally learning that after a lot of years in the gym. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes it's hard to separate the two, right? Especially when you spend all day doing it. Doing it, yeah, it, it's hard to turn that off sometimes. Yes. So yes. I definitely uh <laughs> definitely understand that. That's for and, sure. and and I
4: and I think that's good too because we're talking about change. You know what I mean? We all have change. You. It, And I have to change myself, too. I mean, for me to be a better trainer, I need to learn them kind of things, too, and to be Mm -hmm. just a better person in general. So if I don't see them things and learn them kind of things, I'm not going anywhere, and I'm not going to get better at what I do. So by me realizing that, I can change what I need to do. It might not be a fitness goal of mine, but hey, it got my mind strong, got me clear, and got me, I noticed it that way through. That's what I'm saying. When people I train, they help me see things I need to help with myself. Right. So they're helping me, I'm helping them, you know, so it's, it's two and two. I, I I love it.
3: Right. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you're open to it and willing to adapt, right, then Correct. that's the perfect situation, really. And I mean, you know, it, it, along some of those lines, especially if you're working with mostly women, you know, it can be challenging at times, you know, to be empathetic to some of the things that. may be experiencing or things going on in their lives and and navigating that sometimes can be challenging, you know, even not just with women in business in general, you know, just um, remaining empathetic in some ways, but then also, you know, staying true to who you are and and the structure within the business, you know, it's a balance. It can be hard at times. Yes, yes,
4: yes, yes, yes.
3: Uh, Now, where are you directing most of your time attention energy into the business right now what's the main focus for you within the business currently
4: i guess it's always you know looking for new. it's always looking for new customers to find out who you can help uh you know if it's kid related or if it's adult related or families or this or that so right now i'm really just working on trying to get some more kids involved in uh the stuff because a lot of i hear a lot of stories with kids being bullied at school and it starts at such a young age and stuff like that. And they're just, you know, a lot of that boy, is really nothing to do with if they need to learn how to box. I mean, boxing does help them, you know, it will help anybody learn how to defend yourself. But I mean, for the most part, it's just, they just have no confidence level in themselves and they just need right. self esteem was zero, you know, mm-hmm. and if they just would, you know, look up or speak up or, you know, so a lot of that just be just, I would just say the kids, just really right now is just trying to help the kids more um, mm-hmm. and having patience because that takes a lot of patience too as well for it me to, uh, to to <laughs> learn to have kids have kind of, I just did it last weekend uh, you know and had you know if you have ten or twelve little thirteen year olds or under an there six to thirteen year olds it'd, it'd be a little uh, frustrating but they do listen fairly decent to me and mm-hmm. they and they do try to you know uh, have better themselves so I, I'm happy about that so that would be my answer there the kids. Right
3: yeah yeah it definitely it takes a lot of energy too you know if you've got an hour block with them and you've got like you said yeah 10 or 12 6 to 13 year olds like yeah. it's a lot I I yeah. remember doing that when yeah. I was um a personal trainer back when I first started in the fitness industry you know I had a, a kids class and it was usually in the afternoon you know after school they got out of school they came to yeah. the class and it was like that took a lot out of me especially at the end of the day when you've been training (laughs) since 5 a.m you know it's like okay (laughs) a lot of patience there for sure so um all right so now what is the big picture for the gym itself what are you working toward where would you like to take this thing
4: uh as far as that's concerned just me be able to help as many people as I possibly can and change people's life direction. I mean, that's always nice, man. And you know, I've had a lot of people, well, you know, I had a hundred pounds to uh, weight loss off 80 pounds off. So I'm good at having the uh, heavier people. If you want to say that, that look at the change because mm-hmm. if they want to change, if they come to me and they tell me they want to do it, you know what I mean? Then it's mostly, you Know a lot easier if they want to do it. You know what I mean, the same with the kids. You know, the people, the parents want their kids to come in. And it's like, well, if the kids don't want to be there, there's no sense to train them because they don't want to be there unless the parents want them to do it. You know, what I mean, they think it's good for them, you know, or the parents heard the kids saying that, you know, he's a, you know, whatever the kids yell called him something across the schoolyard, you know, but it really doesn't matter if the kid doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be there. So mm-hmm. I would just say, just, you know, I'm good at just, if you want to be there and you want to change yourself, whatever direction that is, mm-hmm. I'm open for it. And we can do that together. You know, right. Hold hands and, you know, push the other through that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There definitely has to be a uh, motivation.
4: And I would like to have a couple other trainers in there doing things. I mean, I, the sky's always a limit for me, but it, it, like, again, I was saying, it's it's such a different world nowadays uh it's really hard to uh find someone that wants to work you know I mean wants to get up early you know I get up in the morning you know I mean there's a lot of people don't want to do that you know Mm -hmm. so you know it's sort of difficult so I sort of like just being me because I know I can rely on myself and I don't have to worry about canceling (laughs) people because someone doesn't show up you know what I mean so I don't really know if I want to sometimes bigger isn't always better you know what I'm saying just
1: Mm
4: -hmm. sometimes it's not you know it's just, yeah. just, I'm just trying to keep tabs on everything and don't get too big for myself. And I was, i be humble with myself as well too and just work on them structure there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it is challenging to find the right people, get the right people in the right places, you know, to um, grow. If, if that is what you want to do, you know, because when you're in a situation when you, are running everything, you know, you're teaching all the classes, you're, you're relying on yourself for everything. It's, it's very hard to focus on the growth of the business if you're always in the business on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, I also, I understand wanting to just do everything yourself because you can rely on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was very much so like that. It was very hard for me to delegate tasks and let go (laughs) of certain things because I was like, you know, I know if I do it, I'm going to do it at the highest level. It's going to be done with the best level of service. You know, I'm going to make sure that everything is done in the best way, you know, for the client. And it's hard. It's hard to let go of some of that control, really, and let other people step in and take over (laughs) some of those things.
4: (laughs) Oh, for sure. Sure. For sure. I'm just laughing because I used to be really bad back in the day because, you know, I come a long way. And when I first started, I used to remember hiring some people. And I remember just even trying to tell how to vacuum the way I wanted the
1: vacuum. Yeah.
4: I mean, it was pretty, you know, if you don't do it the way that I wanted to do it, you, know, you can't have this job, you know. So it was very, I was very bad.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I get it. And no, I remember having experiences like that with mopping, you know, it's like, People mopping like front to back rather than side to side, you know? It's like, oh man. But it's like you don't want to critique every little aspect of everything they do, but at the same time, you're like, man, this would go a lot faster if you just did it my way, you know? Yes, yes, so, yes,
4: yes. <laughs>
3: it's definitely challenging. Um, all right. So one more thing before we start to wrap up, one thing I always love to ask about is what is one of the most important things that you've learned throughout your time in ownership of a gym? I'm sure there are many but what's one of the main things that really has stuck out to you
4: i would say I, I, I would just just really just fixing myself because I get to see so many people's problems and a lot of peoples all have the same problems you know in a different kind of way you know what i'm saying so when I can see their problem it's in my problem so a lot of times it's like me looking in the mirror man I just need to well, and a lot of people can't see their problems. And when I look at them, I see their problems. A lot of their problems are my problems. Because I think we all pretty much have the same kind of problems, you know, it, it, just in a different way, you know. And it, it, there's only so many of them that we have. You know, there might be, you know, seven, eight problems. I don't know, five, less than ten that we have. And we need to change them things to move forward and evolve and get better. So I would just say just probably just basically just myself, just seeing the changes I need to make in myself to make my business better and to change along with that, man, because there's a lot of changes that has to go along with what we're doing to make a, a business work and thrive and continue to thrive, you know, and stay with the times, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult. And I might make it look easy, and a lot of people tell me that, but, you know, when you put yourself in my shoes, it's not easy. It's really right. not, man, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely.
3: It's definitely challenging and it does constantly require you to level up you know whether that be personally or in the business just continue to stay open-minded continue to grow get better every single day
4: for sure you know? yep, yep.
3: otherwise you fall behind
4: doesn't take long to get in the back Nope. So
3: doesn't not at all oh, a lot of times oh, you know it takes a long time to build yeah. it up but it doesn't take a long time for it to go the other
4: way same so. with the same we can say the same with the fitness thing there you know same thing when right. you're getting all uh, weight you know you start putting two pounds on and all of a sudden you got four pounds and then you got then all of a sudden you got eight pounds and you're like oh you know what i mean Low yeah. two, i gotta start doing that you know what i mean because a lot of times people wait too long and to, you know they, they a lot of time they put the weight on they just think it's so easy to get it off because it's so easy to put on uh-huh, uh-huh. Nope. You know I mean? unfortunately just, right <laughs> All right.
3: You know. Um, all right. So now, where can the listeners find you on social media?
4: Uh, social media would be Golfgate Boxing. That's, that's spelled at G U L F G A T E Boxing at gmail.com. Um, and I'm on Facebook like that too, but a, a big Instagrammer for sure.
3: Perfect. All righty. So, Chad from Golfgate Boxing in Sarasota, Florida, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show.
4: thank you, Bria. I appreciate it
3: absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
5: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Sam from Rise Fitness out of Baker, Montana. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
6: I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be doing this. I've never done a podcast. Listen to them. Sometimes I'm a busy mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I well, I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited to have a moment by one. myself. When I have a moment by myself, I'm pot I can listen to a podcast. Otherwise, it's like Coco Melon in the background.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely understand that. I have a four-year-old. And so um I've tried listening to podcasts in the car, like even when I think he's a little bit sleepy, and then he's asking for like Encanto or like some Disney music. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Um, okay, so excited to have you here and thanks for joining us for your first podcast ever. That's a big deal, it means a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thank you. Before we really dive into the nitty gritty here, just give us a really brief background. What, what was it that made you become a fitness business owner?
6: Okay. So um, I was, got a, a degree in health and PE. So I planned on teaching um, fitness and health to uh, our youth um when I moved with my husband to where we're located in Baker there weren't a teaching position there wasn't any teaching positions open um in health and PE so I helped with the school um I ended up having a baby and I kind of stepped away from that there was a woman who needed a little bit of help or wanted a little bit of help with a kind of gym she was already running um so I started doing that and I, it kind of organically happened where I kind of, I stepped in and helped her. She kind of eventually wanted to be out. Um, I bought a building because we ended up getting kind of building a clientele base, um, bought a building, moved the gym. Um, yeah. And now I'm running small group personal training is what I kind of like to call it. We're a town of 2000 people. So very small community, but um yeah, it's been really good. Like it happened kind of organically and now I kind of just ran with it and I love it because it's so similar to what I already enjoyed, which was health and fitness and teaching. The teaching and coaching aspect are so intertwined that I'm getting that by not being an actual teacher at a school and doing it in a, in a gym instead. So.
5: Yeah. And this is like kind of nice too, because there's a little bit more flexibility with the schedule there. It's not like Monday. I mean, it still is Monday through Friday, but it's not like nine to five. You have yes. like a little no girl.
6: I have like, so now I had two more kids <laughs> I'm pretty busy. Uh, I'm on the, on the school board. So this year I, I joined the school board and that's a lot of extra work. Um, yeah, my kids keep me busy and I, I watch my niece. So my, my um, sister-in-law is a teacher at, at the school here. So I watch my niece during the day too. So it is, it's perfect because I have childcare at the gym for my kids because I, I personally need that. But I have a lot of other moms. Um, so the childcare portion has been awesome. Um, I so, tried- with
5: the childcare, is there somebody there that actually like watches them, or do you just have like yes. an area?
6: Yes. Um, yep. We we kind of started that um, when I first got the building because our um, my one of my early morning classes, my eight thirty class, is basically made up of moms. Um, they take their kids to school, and that's why the class is at eight thirty. They drop the kids off at other kids off at school, and they come to the gym. Um, and it's been really good. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't probably have that same clientele base. And I know a lot of, so we're not, I'm not a CrossFit affiliated gym. Do we do a lot of CrossFit style movements, but I'd say more strength training and conditioning based similar to CrossFit, but not affiliated. So, um, I just, I, I wouldn't get the same people if I didn't have the childcare because, Don't get me wrong. I'm all for kids enjoying fitness, but sometimes as a mom, you need a break of course. and it's hard just having your kid there and having to go back and forth and back and forth. And let, and let me tell you, that's real life. And sometimes that's the only way you get your workouts in yep. and better than not doing them at all. But it's a good option for us just because then you can really go in and focus on doing your thing. Do you about have me. like
5: set hours that you have the child care available? Oh, yes. Available I just in.
6: do them during my class times. Um, so I only have three classes during the week, uh, during the day, um, a 5.30 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. And then I have an afternoon class, a 4.30 p.m. class. Um, I used to run a 5.30 p.m. class and it was just kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. So I actually dropped a class and had my other class kind of fill up better and there's the energy in the room was better. So I just kind of kept with one class in the afternoon and it's worked out a little bit better for us. So yeah, I only offer childcare during our class times. Uh, Nice.
5: Yeah. I think that's great that you offer that because that is like a big thing for a lot of people. Like they can't join a gym because they can't bring their kids and it doesn't make sense for a lot of people to pay for daycare just so they can go to a gym Mm -hmm. and work out and so if you have it all under one roof perfect to kind of cater toward those parent
6: types yes exactly yes
5: um so you offer the the group training uh small group training do you do one-on-ones at all or like what other services in addition to that do you have to offer at the facility
6: yeah so we do offer personal training um i actually have a personal trainer a friend a good friend now um that helps me with classes and then she does offer personal training too so she she kind of sets her own um hours that she wants to PT people and then whatever her so like I said we're very small town and um I I basically charge her 20% of what she makes overall and I let her kind of handle all of her scheduling Um, and that works out well for us it's nice for me too because i i make our schedule if i can't you know have to be at a school event or i have something going on she steps in and takes a class for me and we just kind of that's how we we schedule our whole month out yes like can you work this class this day i'm doing this class this day and um i pay her per class so okay
5: nice so you do have that Uh, you're not a complete one woman show that's no no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay great so um currently like as things stand within the business how many clients would you say that you guys are servicing
6: I would say probably on average close to 50 um the summertime is usually a little bit slower for us so we just have less overall people in the gym (laughs) I always think like Oh, we have summer and now it's like, it's going to slow or get like going to slow down. We'll have, but it's always busier. It's like, people are going with their kids. Um, Kids are in sports and doing things. And uh, once school starts is when our kind of business tends to pick up because people are back to a regular routine and not running through the summertime. Um, So I'd say, I'd say maybe 20 people less on average in the summer consistently um yeah I mean classes will be full and have you know 15 people and other times I'll have like five you know so it kind of just depends
5: yeah I mean there's a lot of seasonality in this business yes Um, yeah and so there's always going to be kind of ebbs and flows there um, with, you know, 50, 60 clients somewhere in that range kind of sounds about average, maybe yeah. 65, um, is that a place Sam, where you guys feel good and comfortable, or are you in a position where you would like to take on, you know, more members?
6: Yes, I, I would like to take on more, um, right now I would say like our median age is probably like I have some very like a lot older 70s that come in and I mean are you know like because we're so small we have 70 year olds to I would say like 30 and our median age being like somewhere around 45 to 50 year olds mm-hmm. I like to start trying to get younger kids in so I did you know this summer did sports specific training and did some strength training with some athletes. I'd like to try to retain those kids more long-term, you know, and a lot of our kids will, uh, you know, they'll go through high school, graduate, but a lot of them end up coming back here. So even if they, if I could find them in high school, kind of get them in and interested in fitness, even if they leave and go to college and do whatever they want to do and then end up coming back here, I'd like to bring them back. You know, even if I lose them for a few years, But I think like right now our town and when I first moved here, our town is not like big on health and fitness. So that was my biggest struggle. You know, like how can I get people interested in this and show the importance of taking care of yourself and your health? Um, If I can start that younger, you know, even if, like I said, even if I, if I start that younger and I lose them for a while, they leave and come and eventually come back you know, just changing one dynamic, meaning then, you know, they have that goal in their, the rest of their life. Like, so then they have a family, they find their family and that's instilled in their family. Like just trying to change the entire kind of cycle of how our community is in general. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm always, I always want, I always want more. I always want to reach out to more. Um, that's kind of the bummer, of not being in the school itself because I feel like I could do a better job actually being in the school as a teacher and being at the gym just because you're separated but
5: yeah I mean I get what you're saying and it sounds like you are like really you know you're because you're in a small town like I feel like I grew up in small town Maine like when I grew up there like everybody seemed to be so stuck in the way that they had been living for the past 30, 40 years. And it's just like, it's hard to get those people to kind of change their mind. Um, And so I understand like why you're looking at, you know, kind of getting kids involved when it comes to getting the general population adults involved, what have been some of the things that you've done to kind of aid that growth process and get new everyday people in through the door?
6: So I would say like the last few years, social media, you know, just because social media has gotten so big. um, Now you have reels and, you know, Instagram and TikTok. And I don't, I'm not like a big TikToker, but people see stuff. And even if it's for a slight motivation, you know, like, okay, I saw this. I'm interested in the gym. Just come and try it. Like come and step foot in the door. Sometimes that's just the hardest part is actually getting yourself there. And then just trying to build people up. Like, you don't have to be good at this. Just come. It'll make you feel better. Um, but every small step matters. Um, and so, I don't know. I think social media has helped us quite a bit. Um, yeah. Being on Facebook and Instagram and people seeing it and being interested in it. And Oh, wow. Like, am I marketing to a certain crowd? You know, so I don't want to just be showing me. you know like my how my body looks and how you know my frame versus somebody else so I try to like okay I I can do this but this person who doesn't look like me who's just starting can also do this like you can do too you know
5: yeah yeah and I think like for most people the biggest and it props to you first of all for being on social media because that's a, a an important like feature that a lot of gym owners are not utilizing and it's day and age we're living in such a digital world that if you're not having a presence on social media you're kind of doing something wrong um so good that you have that presence there and i think for many people like who maybe haven't had health and fitness as a part of life they just think of the gym as like this really boring or intimidating place they don't know how to get there but most people are sitting at home unhappy with the way that they look or with the way that they feel and they want a change and so we can kind of sell them on hey like you're you're going to come to us and we're going to help you feel better we're going to have help you have that mental clarity that you've been desiring we're going to be able to help you lose that pesky five pounds that Mm -hmm. you've been trying to lose but just can't through regular dieting we sell them to that result typically they're more apt to make a change yes. a lot of gyms miss the mark by saying like hey this is our gym check out all of our cool equipment we offer all these great classes that's not enough to motivate people no yes indoor. yes um, um it, like people want to see results right
6: right yes so i think one of the biggest things too that i i really try to focus on is and saying I just it it goes back i mean even in a big town, you can, you can have this too, but just being such a small town, like is community. And I really never was. I mean, I guess I, I so I grew up an athlete, so I get like the team side of stuff. So I was around a team, but as far as working out and fitness, I never really trained with anybody. I was never involved in community in that aspect but like I'll never go back. I mean, I'll work out by myself and train if I have to, but people don't understand that what you get from group training is community and people like you're going to feel motivated because you have someone behind you telling you, you can do it. Like you can do this. Like you're almost there. You, you got this and right. That's why people love CrossFit so much is, the sense of community you get because everybody is so encouraging. Um, and I, I've heard that from, you know, people that come into the gym. So a lot of the, I think that's one of the biggest retainers is how you feel being surrounded by all those other people.
5: Yep. Yeah. That's a big part of it. And I think like that helps, that helps keep people around, helps motivate yes. them if they have that, that community for, cause for a lot of people, like they're not successful going to the gym on their own. I know for no. me, I would yeah. never be successful walking into a, you know, big box gym and doing my own thing for me. What pushes me is that like tonight when I show up at the gym at five o'clock, like my buddies
6: are going to be there and we're all going to yeah. work together. Like that's yes. what motivates me. Yeah. Um, so and it's it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. You do, you get used to seeing the familiar faces. I mean, and you know, we, everybody knows everybody now. It's fun to be around that group of people. It's just, it ends up being really fun.
5: Yep. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you there. Before we kind of run out of time, like on the show, I want to be able to ask a couple more questions, Sam. The next one that I have for you is like, you know, in this business, we're all, especially the past few years, we're facing our own challenges. And I think there's just as much value talking about the really great things that we've done as there is talking about the challenges. Because when we talk about the challenges, guaranteed, somebody listening to this show out of the 20,000 <laughs> tuning in, one of them is probably dealing with the same thing that you are. So what yeah. would you consider to be your biggest business-related challenge right now? And what are you kind of working on to overcome that?
6: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... I would probably say time for me. Um, I feel like I could probably do more, but I struggle with being a mom. Like I am managing my kids and my business and that's hard. And like, I, it sounds easy, (laughs) but until you're a mom and you've done it and you have to manage both a business, a career, trying to manage your career and what you enjoy and being a mom and not feeling guilty about the time in between I think that's my big biggest probably my biggest challenge mm-hmm. um <clears throat> that's you know a lot of that is why I have the child care at the gym <clears throat> um because I haul my kids back and forth my kids <laughs> are at the gym a couple times a day like they've grown they're gonna grow up in that world um but I would say that's probably my biggest challenge is just the time. I feel like I could do more and maybe give more to my business. Um, but right now my kids are very young. So like I said, it's nice to have the help of my other trainer. Uh, you know, you don't want to wish time away. I, I look, I'm looking forward to when my kids are older, just being able to put more time into my business. Um, But right now I'm trying to manage both. So I think that's probably my biggest struggle. Um, I'd like to PT more. I'd like to personal train more. Eventually maybe add another class during the day. Um, I do plan to add this coming this next school year, a kind of uh, wellness class during the week, which is going to be mostly mobility and stretching and um, yoga type stuff. But yeah, I, I, would like to do more, um, you know, if a few of the athletes that I've had this, uh, school year or this summer have asked me to do like, can we meet at a, so instead of a zero hour at the high school, can we meet at 7.00 AM and train till eight and then go to school? I'm like, no, I can't do that because my husband goes to work at seven. I have my kids, like, I can't wake my kids up and so my kids have to be at school. So just the time, like,
5: yeah. I mean, time is like the one resource that you can never buy back. Yes, no matter exactly. How much, you, how much you want to, you just can't. And there's only yeah. many hours in a day and you're a mom. Um, That's like the most important thing that's going to take up yeah. most of your time. And so it's just a matter of like, how can the, the business still operate? And right. you'll have that going, but you still get to spend time with your family. Right. And doing, yeah. That's obviously very, very important. Um, have you, like, is there anything that you feel like you could do to kind of optimize your time a little bit better so that you could spend less time in the day-to-day and more time like with your family and like kind of working on the behind the scenes of the business?
6: Um, no, I don't think so. (laughs) I've tried, I've tried to think like what else? And I just don't like, I just think that it's just the timing of my life right now. You know, like I'm just my, it's how old my kids are. It's my kids' age. Once my kids get a little bit older, um, maybe, you know, but like for me to leave, to get a babysitter, to go to the gym, I mean, that I'm kind of just evening out my pay scale. So I don't know. No, I just think it's just the time, the timing of my life right now. So my gym is probably is a lot of my business is transcends like how my life is in its season right now you know so it's going to be probably different 10 years from now when my kids are older and they can handle themselves more and I can commit give more of a commitment you know make change things up do things a little differently um and just yeah be more involved but right now this is as much as I can give and I like I said I have another trainer and I'm so grateful for that because I'm I you know I don't feel like I am giving too much right now when my kids need me at home too. So have you
5: ever considered like getting another trainer so that you can spend more time at home?
6: Um so yes and it's just hard to find here. Um just the market's very small. So I even struggle so my my struggle too is like with the childcare. Basically all our high school kids our kids even our middle school to high school kids who I'd have helping me are involved in athletics and they basically play every sport. So, I mean, I have a hard time finding somebody to help me as it is. <laughs> Everybody's just super busy because we're so small. I mean, which is great because they're involved in a lot of stuff and that's super, but I kind of struggle to get the help. Um, yeah. I I would not be opposed to having somebody else either you know that would be great too maybe we could add do some extra things but it's hard yeah
5: (laughs) yeah um how far away from like you said obviously the town you're in is really small like two thousand people are there like towns nearby or like I'm not super familiar with Montana so I don't yeah that's
6: okay so um we are So Baker sits kind of on the border of North and South Dakota. So we're like right in the middle. So we can go North Dakota, South Dakota. We're very Eastern Montana. Um, So North Dakota is actually like 18 miles is all from us, the border, Um, Billings, Montana, which would be bigger, like, I don't even know, 80,000 people maybe plus. I don't know. I have to double check my facts here. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Uh, Much bigger than us is like three hours away. Oh, wow. Same North Dakota, South Dakota. Most of the bigger towns are three hours away. So we have like, we have small, we're a class B community. So uh, we have some C schools around us that are, you know, 30, Weebos, 30, 40 miles, Ekalaka, Montana's 30 miles. Um, So we have some smaller schools around us, but yeah, anywhere that is kind of worth like doing some shopping and like, mm-hmm. you know, hitting up a Costco or something is a good three hours away.
5: <laughs> yeah. So you're in a really, really remote.
6: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And
5: so, you know, it sounds like for you right now, you're just kind of like waiting for your next season of life where the business kind of evolves like whatever comes next yeah if you could have a you know fancy magic wand here all your dreams and goals for your business have come true what would that picture look like for you kind of no limitations type situation yeah
6: I would love a bigger space um so our my gym right now is it's it's cool it's it looks like an old church, so a brick building. It was built by the masonries and they had a, um, yeah, their club. And it came up for auction. but it, it's, I have a, a basement that I gear more towards the people that are coming in on their own and working out. And then the upstairs is more open, um, but it, a bigger space would be cool. Um, I'd like more equipment always. <laughs> like if there's something to be purchased, let's do it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, probably just a bigger space would be my main thing. Yeah. Um, just to be a little bit more spread out, but bigger space, more people.
5: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, with the bigger space, like that gives you the opportunity to have more services available yes. and seeing that you are in a pretty small town, like you have the market pretty tied down, like people. Yes. Can- yeah. Yeah you or they can shoot you. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if if you can really like the more you can offer the more people we can really target to pull into the business and yeah. that always feels pretty good. Um but I thank you for sharing kind of that vision with us and for talking to us about your business, sharing your insight. Do you have like a Facebook or Instagram that our listeners can go to follow along your journey?
6: Yes, so our our we are on Facebook so it's just rise fitness so that's in Baker Montana. Um, and then our Instagram is rise fitness underscore four Oh six. Um, yeah. And we're like, I said, we're located in Baker, Montana. Um, and yes, this has been awesome. A great first podcast for me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well,
5: I thank you for, like I said earlier, coming on for your first podcast and talking yeah. about your- big deal. We appreciate it. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until sure. next time, Jim Lords out.